On today's Into Your Head number 667, the legal implications of extras in real life, bird shit in fine cuisine, natural icing on trees, how invisible people could end a recession, my apparently fake memories of the 1980s, garden peas versus Walt Disney, how to televise a silent brainstorming session, and lots more. Deceased Venezuelan leaders walk into a bar. One of the deceased Venezuelan leaders goes straight up to the bar counter and says, Hello, can I have a pint of your finest? Ah, whatever they drink in Venezuela, that's nice, please. And the man behind the bar ignores him. And the Venezuela leader says, Excuse me, service, please. I'm here waiting to be served. I don't wish to be impolite or impatient or anything, but you seem to be seeing right through me as if I'm a ghost or something. And the other dead Venezuelan leader comes up behind him and says, What's going on here? What's the hold up? And the other fella says, I seem to be being ignored. You have a go. And the other the other presidential, whatever you call it, says, Fair enough, I'll try ordering, but it's still your round. So don't run off with your wallet there. And he says, Hello, can I have a pint of your finest? Whatever it is that we drink, please and the man behind the bar ignores him too and then someone else comes up between them and says hello can I have a pint of your finest stuff please and the man behind the bar says certainly sir Uh, would you like the stuff with the white stuff on it or the stuff with the fizzy stuff in it or a combination of the two or would you like oh would you like it shoved up your arse and the man in front of the bar says "Uh, this doesn't sound right doesn't sound right at all uh, this isn't a normal uh, two cats walk into a bar story that have just walked into is it and the man behind the bar says you can be damn sure to Christ as hell it isn't uh, sure as hell isn't uh, that should have been obvious to you from the minute you walked in although I suppose now it's probably it may well still be the minute you walked in I'd say that would be was no more than 57 seconds ago that you walked in so, uh, so as long as it's obvious to you now then it's been obvious from the minute he walked in and not that you have to be aware of your surroundings at all times uh, you don't come in here for uh, to have to be on edge and watching out for everything all the time you come in here to relax and have a pint of our finest whatever it is we sell and the two uh, dead Venezuelan leaders uh, nod their heads in agreement uh, but only see each other and then they realise uh, oh we're dead they can't see us oh that explains us that explains Explains us. Uh, we weren't pay- we were paying so little attention that we didn't even notice we were dead. Although we knew we were dead, we just hadn't realised. Uh, ah, you know what I mean. We're in an undead person's bar, apparently. Uh, wrong kind of place. Uh, right time, right. Uh, what's that ad though? It used to be an add on in the 80s for attendance lager or something. Uh, right time, right place. At McDonald's have a tenants or something along those lines. Around the same 
same time there was one that went uh, cool down to school in the metro the metro style in the mile in the house for a car as for a car uh, something metro I haven't seen one of them for a while I can tell you and I doubt they sold them in uh, dead Venezuelan bars although it wasn't a dead bar clearly it was attracting dead people as well as live people on this particular night although I think if your man the barman were to sit down with his accountant and say let's see uh, where does most of our custom come from uh, presumably from visible people uh, those invisible people who are coming in here and not getting served at all uh, they're of no use to us they don't they don't uh, generate any income for us although I suppose if we could start seeing them and then serving them uh, that would be a new market opening up for us uh, we'd be able to compete on that with other bars that can't see them uh, maybe I should hire a psychic uh, a psychic uh, doorman or something to invite all these dead people in uh, there you see that's that's uh called lateral thinking that's what it's called and that's how we're going to get through this damn recession i can tell you anyway hello and welcome to the show now uh i know what you're thinking there you're thinking this is in very poor to very very poor taste uh, absolutely disgusting it's like if you got a oh if you got a banana and mixed it up with bird crap and uh, turned it into a fine paste and told somebody oh told somebody it was a it was a liver patty uh which would be uh, nobody likes liver patty so they wouldn't eat it anyway they just pretend to nibble at it uh, so no harm would be done and you'd have saved yourself the cost of an expensive liver patty uh, while still uh, being hospitable. Uh, so no damage done there. I know there's nothing bad taste about mentioning a dead, uh, mentioning dead Venezuelan leaders. Uh, for one thing, I didn't mention the one that died last week, Hugo, Hugo Chavez. I didn't mention him at all in my two dead Venezuelan leaders walk into a bar. And even if I had, uh, I don't think I'd have made him look bad, even if he was one of the main characters i didn't make him look either bad or good he was just a character uh, filling up space it's like when you play oh when you play one of your computer games your grand theft auto there's lots of people walking around in the streets there that are just characters that are in the background oh they're just there to make the place look like a place that might have people in it uh, they're like the people uh, they're like the people you hire to walk around in the background in films and on soap operas no more than that no less than that uh, you just have to pay them less than a proper actor uh, I hope the Christ Hugo Chavez was paid more than one of them because if he's not it's no wonder he did died in his freaking 50s he probably couldn't afford proper oh you can get insurance I'm sure uh, do they have equity rates uh, for uh, oh for leaders of countries I don't know I don't know uh, I think it's just a matter of uh, you look up how much it pays before he decides to run for election that if you don't like how much it pays then you don't run or else you go ahead and run uh, and campaign to have the uh, price risen although that look a bit dodgy if you go take up a job as leader of a venezuelan or any other country and then you say the first thing i'm going to do here is sort out the low pay for people such as me uh, then that's going to be in a bad so you're going to look bad then although of course if i'm in uh, if i go into mcdonald's and start working there and i say the first thing i'm going to do is campaign to have people like me get paid more uh, then you're considered a hero you say oh look at him 
he's tried to dig himself and his colleagues out of a hole. Uh, now, what you have to make sure not to say there is that uh, don't don't say uh, well, don't don't let them know that it's just you you're campaigning for. Uh, that's the trick. You go up with your you write down your propositions and you bring it up to Parliament and you say I have a oh I have a new plan. It could get it could get me uh, me the uh, burger maker from McDonald's uh, out of poverty for a very small amount. It only cost you about a, a couple of hundred quid a week. And they say, oh, that's great. Uh, the voters will love that. We'll take uh, that. Uh, just don't tell them uh, that it doesn't include anyone else. It's just the cost of putting your pay up. Everyone else is still stuck on minimum wage. And uh, now that I think about it, uh, probably, uh, you probably wouldn't get very far with that. But you have to think... Uh, you have to think these things through. And I'm thinking them aloud here. It's called thinking. Thinking aloud. Uh, thinking. Uh, there's a programme on BBC Radio 4 called Thinking Aloud. But they spell it A-L-O-U-D. Uh, but I meant as a kind of a pun. As in thinking is aloud here. You're allowed to think here. This isn't Russia. Uh, this is BBC Radio 4 uh, in the late afternoon. Just before everyone gets home from work. Uh, it's basically aimed at uh, old and retired people who are sitting on the radio. Uh, sitting in front of their long wave radio out in the porch in the old folks home uh, thinking what will I do to change the world before I die I suppose I can listen to BBC Radio 4 for a while uh, oh look this fella says you're allowed to think and not only that uh, he's got some people on to think with him and they're doing it aloud it's not a silent program if you move that to the television they could just have a silent uh, edition of it uh, maybe have uh, show them show what you can have them all sitting round the table We'll have a camera behind them so we can see what notes they're making. Uh, just make sure all the guests have good handwriting. And we can say, oh, thinking aloud with a W here, uh, but, but silence. Thinking silently aloud. And we say, here's what I want you to think about for half an hour. And we'll all watch them. We'll watch them take notes. The camera will zoom in on their notes. And then at the end of the programme, we'll get uh, someone else in to have a look at them. And we'd have a, oh, we'll have an extra programme called Thinking Aloud aloud uh, it'll be like oh like when you have big brother and then after you have a discussion program where they come on and have a chat show about us they can have a chat show about this week's thinking aloud and that'll be an hour of television filled up uh that'll be absolutely fucking fantastic uh not that i know anything about television i've no interest in television whatsoever other than watching it i'm perfectly happy to watch it uh, if you think i'm going to come out coming up with programs ideas for the freaking BBC Radio 4 when they turn it into a freaking television channel why would you do that? There's already a BBC 4 television channel anyway and it's pretty much the same thing. Leave things as they are you don't need to be changing things every minute of every day uh, once you find something that works uh, allow it to work for a while so we can consume it. Uh, if you come up with a, uh, for example you come up with a chocolate bar that's uh, got a uh, in it and nuts uh, you don't say oh 
oh, this is great. Everyone likes this. Now, here's another one that has uh, one less raise and then one more. They're doing that with the fucking Snickers now. They have two special editions. Uh, one says uh, Snickers with more nuts and the other one says Snickers with more caramel. And as I understand it, if you were to mix the two together, you'd have the makings of two normal Snickers. Uh, but don't know what they're all snickering at us under their breath behind us. They're thinking, oh, they went for us. They fell for us uh, with our little gimmicky crap. It's like living in a freaking capitalist uh, free country. Uh, what do they have? I don't know what they'll have next. Uh, well, at least it's nice to have a surprise left in your life. That's the one thing about living in a place like this. I don't know what's coming next. Uh, possibly the end of this segment. Now, uh... While we're on the topic of the extra characters in Grand Theft Auto, uh, the ones who just go around doing automated stuff, uh, perhaps automatically shooting people in the background for a bit of extra entertainment, uh, leads me to wonder uh, if we had people like that in real life, uh, if we had uh, real uh, real extras filling up our world here, because there's only uh, so many human beings a human being can produce. Uh, So Let's say there's 5 billion real people here and the rest are all extras. Uh, Are they... Oh, I wonder, are they, uh, do they have to obey the same laws as everyone else? Or is it one law for the real people and one law for the artificial uh, filler background characters? That'll be the next thing when we solve, when we fix poverty and discrimination and all sorts of stuff. Are we going to have to deal with real people versus fake people? And how's that going to work with ghosts? Uh, going back to the whole Hugo Chavez thing in the bar. If Hugo Chavez walked into a bar today and said uh, no I'm not a ghost I'm a filler background person uh, so I can just take stuff here and it'll be okay because I'm automated the program, the computer program software made me do it uh, well then who's responsible as opposed to programmers and responsible there just like in the drone attack uh, if I were to attack you the listener with a drone uh, today uh, I'd be responsible for that even if I turned the drone into some sort of flying robot that looked like a human uh, you couldn't go arresting the, the drone just because it looks like a human you'd arrest me and quite rightly so, so although you probably have to get me extradited first you'd have to apply to get me extradited uh, to wherever you are because I'm pretty damn sure to Christ as hell that you're not in my country uh, if you are I probably wouldn't launch a drone strike on you so I'd be quite happy to have some extra Irish listeners uh, oh no anyway it's just a t- uh, just the thought, no more than that, don't panic, I'm not about to dram, I'm not allowed, about to drive a, a frigging drone down your throat, you're allowed to think aloud about these things, uh, this is a forum for a forum for public thinking, although not necessarily a forum for public debate, because this is a monologue, it's a monogular, uh, you're allowed to talk back to me in your mind, uh, but I just can't hear you, if you have anything to say, feel free to email studio a hint here head.com and put it in uh, put it in writing uh, like uh, any normal civilization puts their
their thoughts in writing anyway. There's no point me saying all this and you saying stuff back to me. There isn't going to be a record of that for civil. Uh, remember now, uh, 3,000 years from now when they dig up a pyramid or a nuclear, I don't know, a nuclear warhead and they find you and me, uh, our fossilised selves, selves lying under it and they see a freaking iPod. They're not going to say, oh, uh, the mysteries of their civilization and all their culture, it's probably on this little thing with the screen on it. And then they say, oh, the battery's dead. Fuck, fuck it. Uh, no, they'll look for something written and then they'll find some linguist who can learn English and they'll figure out what we put down and what's up in writing. I'll make sure, make damn sure if you email me that you print it off onto a long-lasting paper uh, or maybe put it in your wall cavities. I don't know. Whatever the hell way you do whatever hell way you do it uh, that's the way you come and chew I don't know uh, was that a song I was coming up with it might have been hold on a minute whatever oh yes it was whatever hell way you chew it don't forget to knock and do up so effect whatever way hell you do it don't forget to try and chew it Style in the mile in the metro. The metro. Whatever way you try and chew it. Ah, there you go. That's a mashup between some sort of ad for probably for chew it. Uh, those chewy sweets that were around a lot in the 80s. I think you can get them in Lidl now. And the Metro car, which was around a lot in the 80s. I don't think you can get that in Lidl now. You can probably get it somewhere. Uh, find someone who's a Metro 80s car enthusiast and see what they have to say for us. You can probably do it. Uh, do a Google. Do a Google for the... That's, in fact, let's do that now. Let's do, let's do a Google for the Met. I'll do a Google for uh, stall to the mile in the Metro. I'll have a look. I hope I don't come up with that stupid fucking free newspaper that gets I used to get slammed into my face every time it came out of Houston Station at 8 in the morning on my way to... Oh, it's nothing about it here. Or is it style? Let's try cool down... Uh, cool down to to school in the metro. It's a possibility that my entire uh, childhood consists of fake memories, but I'm pretty sure I remember this uh, song being on an adver advertisement for the metro car when I was eight or nine on all the time. But no, nothing there. Nothing to cool down to school in the metro. Uh, stall to the mile in the metro. I remember that as if it was real. I thought it was real, but no, apparently the internet disagrees. Although there wasn't any internet, admittedly, in the 80s that we know of. They were keeping the, the scholars were keeping it hidden away, like everything else. They kept the they kept the cure for AIDS hidden away until last week, until someone had a bit of, a bit someone with a bit of conscience saw a child dying of it, and they said, "Ah, feck it, give them the cure." Uh, but no, the keep everything else hidden away from us the cunts into your head support the podcast dual arts at no cost to you just by sending neil money visit intoyourhead.com and click on the tip jar to make a once-off donation intoyourhead.com if you would like to comment on any of the issues raised in this program email studio at intoyourhead.com remember we value the opinions of you, the humble and ignorant listener. Matchstick cats. Matchstick cats. 
somebody who might be then tell yourself about matchstick cats neil's webcomic brand new episodes at intoyourhead.com have a listener topic request here at least we think we do i'm not sure at some point this week i put out a request saying oh i'm recording a podcast today and ernest replied uh, fax machine full stop bleep comma bloop and then no ironically no punctuation at all to end it he adds in all this meaningless punctuation in the middle but nothing at the end uh, and that's supposedly a topic suggestion for the uh, for the show uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that you have to work you have to help me out here people if you're going to be like that uh, what else have oh yes monkey bites uh, monkey bites that's what they're calling them now I have a, a picture from uh, Jerry in blah, 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 blah. Uh, the place where Jerry lives, I believe it's America, that's what it's called. Uh, there's a thing called monkey bites, a cinnamon pull apart with icing. Uh, basically, what they've done apparently, and it's perishable to uh, keep refrigerated something something days, something something at room temperature, something something, uh, something something. And there's a barcode on it. Uh, basically, they look like chicken, chicken nuggets that have been half burned. Uh, apparently there's cinnamon in them and icing and you can pull them apart and you can heat them in the microwave you, you can shove them down your gullet or else you can uh, thanks for that picture of them Jerry for bringing them to my attention another alternative would be to go out and go out to a monkey nut tree and get a proper real monkey nut if you want icing on it go out when it's snowing at least that won't do you any harm here you go you, you foreigners you love your frigging icing on everything like that uh take a bit of fruit off the tree when it's snowing and you can eat the icing and it won't do you any harm unless of course there's a nuclear leak or something nearby uh but there you go monkey bites as a party that's what you call that's what you call them now uh, nobody can just eat anything straight off a tree or out when i was a child we used to grow our we used to grow our vegetables in, in the freaking garden like normal people have you ever have you, have you have people ever even uh, shell the pea you probably haven't it's one of the uh, one of the most joyous activities your children can do you should have your children out now sitting on the doorstep with a big bowl of unshelled peas and de-shelling them uh, you basically you get your fingernail and you rub it down the middle and you open up a hop and there's magical peas inside them and you put that into another bowl and then you put the shell on the compost heap until it rots and it turns into a shit like substance uh, which you can then bury in the ground and that'll help uh, your next crop to grow next year it's called the circle of life and i'll tell you it's a far cry from what walt disney taught and elton john taught it was with his oh here's some characters uh, doing stuff and here's a song about the circle of life uh, with elton john in his glasses fucking ridiculous that's not gardening uh, as far as i'm concerned oh no anyway on with the show Two cats walk into a bar. One of the cats goes straight up to the bar counter and says, Hello, can I have a pint of your finest Guinness, please? And the man behind the bar says, Certainly, young cat, and what are you having yourself? 
And the cat says, I just told you, a pint of your finest uh, Guinness, please. And the man behind the bar says, yes, but are you not getting something for the other cat too? And the cat says, no, why? And the man says, well, it's customary for people to buy rounds. If two people come in together, one of them goes up and buys the first round. And then the other one comes up when they're finished and buys the second round. And the cat says, I know nothing of your uh, human, uh, your human... Uh, obsessions and all these habits you have all I know is I want a pint of your finest Guinness if the other car wants a pint of your finest Guinness too uh, then we're in competition I want the finest one so I just deal with me first and then he can come up and get what he wants and the man behind the bar says fair enough I suppose it's none of your business none of my business and the cat says damn right it's none of your business you think just because we're not people because we're cats you have a right to interfere in our private affairs and oh no mind your own business and the man says okay if you've made your point stay cat don't overdo it now and the cat says fair enough we're all friends here we're just talking that's all we're doing here although admittedly uh, for a cat to be just talking is uh, a lot more uh, unusual than it is for a human so if you see a cat talking it's not, it's not just we're just talking it's like a freaking cat talking I can see why that would attract your attention but apart from that no pint of your finest guinness please and the man says that will be four euros and 35 of your uh great of your finest uh european cents please and the cat says how the hell am i supposed to come up with that i'm a cat and the man behind the bar says a credit card will do or do you have maybe you have a uh, do you have a chip inside you that the vet put in you maybe I'm supposed to scan that and it comes out with someone's account I'm not sure I've never had a cat customer before uh, not one who's buying around anyway I did have a woman come in with a cat in a basket once, which she did all the buying. Uh, do you want me to lift you up and scan you against the till and see if anything happens? And the cat says, no, I do not. I do not. Usually these things in these places, I go round the back door and they put something in a saucer for me. I just thought I'd come round through the civilised way and come up to the, and the man behind the bar says, oh, I think I see the problem here. Uh, you've been getting sources of milk from round back uh, in the alley way uh, well that's a little bit different from this this is the commercial part of the property here people come in here and buy stuff and that's how i pay for that milk that you get round the back and the cat says oh fair enough could you not just bring the milk up to me on the counter then here and the man behind the bar says oh christ no if a man if an inspector from the government turned up and saw a cat licking uh oh licking milk off a plate up on the counter or on the floor or wherever i can tell you the first thing he would do is say shut this place down shut it down uh, just like Gordon Ramsay does except uh, he's not he doesn't have the legal thing where he can shut us down permanently but no we could be shut down they say you can't be having cats licking things in bars uh, you can have you can have uh, men and women licking glasses you can have people uh, going to the toilet and not washing their hands but once a cat starts licking things up on the counter uh, that's when I tell you that's when they intervene 
scene the cat says oh i see uh, clearly i don't know much about these uh these institutions here that i thought i did uh, i featured in many uh, two cats walk into a bar story you know although admittedly they're all set in different fictional worlds uh, not in the real world but i thought this was a fictional world too uh, did i misunderstand and the man behind the bar says oh maybe it is i don't know wasn't aware of it up until now to be perfectly honest uh hadn't hadn't noticed the narrator although admittedly i wasn't listening out for one because i was busy conversing with you and trying to explain to you how a frigging bar business works and the cat says oh relax relax it's okay everyone stay calm we're just talking here and the man behind the bar says yes we are just talking here but you're a cat and you're talking that's quite amazing and the cat says i know it is but just because something unusual and amazing is happening that doesn't mean you have to get your legs in the twist uh i've got four legs i can manage to keep them sorted out you've only got two to manage and they're firmly planted on the ground so chillax uh my tail gets tangled up in mine sometimes if i'm not careful and the man behind the bar says fair enough fair enough uh what happens now uh, how do we when do we find out whether we're real or not and the cat says well i think from the fact that i'm a talking cat i think we can pretty much assume that this is a story and not real and the man behind the bar says ah christ jesus christ just when i was starting to do well i find out this is all just a story and the cat says don't worry it'll all be painless it'll come to either it'll come to uh, it'll come to an entertaining or interesting conclusion or else he'll just stop in the middle and move on to something else Sid Bowsey, Sid, good cat.